Huh. Well, that was that was certainly a movie. My, the one time I got excited during that movie was the baby Nifflers. Mm-hmm. They were so cute. They were so tiny. They were pretty darn cute. Sorry. And, uh, you know, a good idea. The Nifflers, some of the best. Uh, you know, yeah, I remember reading this. Goblet of Fire and thinking a Niffler sounded like a pug to me. So the Nifflers had very far to fall for me. And I have to say, Fantastic Beasts, it, it provided. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as far as that, that's all it provided me. Was nif- was more nifflers. <laughs> so uh, this movie is already kind of tearing apart fandom mm-hmm. um, for lots of reasons. Some of which I think will be explained in the next era of feature films to be like to hand wave a little, or in some cases to be legit explanation. But um, the lowest box office opening in the history of the franchise. The first movie to be rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. I think uh, J.K. Rowling is going to either need to do a little soul searching or when the AT&T Time Warner merger is approved, I think the head of AT&T could uh, have a phone call with her and be like, hey, so we're going to rein it in a little. (laughs) You've got a vast backstory that you haven't informed anyone about, and so you're going to need to start talking to us about this. Yeah, uh, like yeah. just tell us, tell us about the movies. Uh, like, let's. There's three more that we've approved, so let's. Uh, we can Let's we, talk about them. <laughs> we can't follow you blindly right now. Uh, well, I did enjoy our conversation this week, where you were like, uh, where I I said, hey, so are we gonna? review this and you were like well Adair this is on you I said like her Johnny Depp sucks so yes let's watch it fair enough um and you know he didn't have a lot going on like he was not as big a role as I feel like the previews lead you to believe yeah I feel like he has a lot of it (laughs) two pretty intense scenes and then one speech I'd say And also, like, at what point did they, I just feel like all of a sudden it's like, okay, are we killing babies? Like, babies aren't off limits now? Um, yeah, I mean, Few the, babies entirety of, the entirety of Harry Potter is built on the idea of someone attempting to murder a child. But they so, didn't. But they didn't succeed. But I, so I, uh, that didn't bother me thematically. It bothered me, um... I think they they handled it relatively tactfully. That that image of we should I should say full full spoilers. Full uh, spoilers now starting now. Like always, like always. Um, that image of the little Lestrange boy in the shroud mm-hmm. underwater was haunting. Yeah, it was truly like you can see like. Oof. Even though I would have cut all the school flashback stuff, it made her uh, Lita's Bogart uh, transformation so scary and so sad yeah i i did find lita an interesting character on that just like with all those flashbacks but then she she seemed fine and happy in the first few scenes and then all of a sudden it was like this chip is so heavy on her shoulder and she's so angry i i could have used a a movie or two to develop her before engulfing her in flames yes (laughs) yeah i think I think Lita was 
uh, had the potential to be a really interesting character who is now dead. And yeah. I just didn't see the point. So, Dan, we watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The Crimes of Gins- Grin- the crimes of Grindelwald? Grindelwald? Yeah. I don't Fantastic know. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, where I'm like, okay. <laughs> Which the guy who sits next to me at movies made an interesting point of mm-hmm. why not just have it be the wizard the, there's the whole wizarding world logo right why not just have it be the wizarding world and the crimes of grindelwald yeah like and why that, why does it have to be fantastic beasts that opens it up for any sequel or spin-off of anything set in that universe you can just call it wizarding world blah 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 wizarding world blah 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 yeah, yeah. and so i think that's that's my first edit that's my first rewrite for this. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, I think title. that's a good place to start as well. We're starting from the beginning. I was kind of dreading uh, Johnny Depp's performance from the moment we saw him mm-hmm. as this movie opened. However, uh, I did like his escape scene. Yeah. And my biggest complaint, though, was it was so dark. Yeah, it was really hard and to see things. It was really hard to see what was happening. And also, what was the deal with his pet that like then gets thrown out of the chariot and then we, we get no understanding as to what that pet does because it felt like that pet was important for a minute? Yeah, I it was... He's a bad guy, guys. It was... It was he threw classics. an animal out a window. Yeah, he threw an animal out a window. He ordered a baby to be killed. Like, he's bad. Um, which kind of sets up a nice contrast when his speech at the end isn't insane and comes off relatively reasonable. Yeah. But it also makes the characters' reactions to him seem less I don't know. It's like it's as if they've watched him kill a baby and throw a pet out of the carriage and kill all those aurors, but they didn't. Yeah. So as far as, I mean, they keep talking about the crimes of Grindelwald in an ambiguous way in the first and second film, but it's never like, oh, remember when he killed all, like, 26 Aurors? Or, hey, remember that time when he decimated a village of muggles or whatever? Like, yeah. we never get those kind of specifics that I think would actually be the kind of thing that people would talk about in conversation. And then those who end up supporting him, like Queenie, when she turns, can be like, that was a misunderstanding. That didn't actually happen the way, like, fake news. That's not that's not how it went down. Um, and you could have him be a truly controversial figure within this wizarding world, but as it stands now, it's just like, there are those who know he is Wizard Hitler, and there are those who uh, like Wizard Hitler. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't lend itself to like the real subtleties of politics with yeah. charismatic figures like that. I do think one interesting thing involving Aurors um, was just this idea of Aurors are a little bit uh, curse happy. Yep. And so it was. It was this interesting thing of it kind of felt like there was an interesting reflection on current issues involving policemen and police brutality. There was the potential for that. There was that seed there. You're very but they right. but they didn't fully grasp onto it, but I think it would have been a really good way to show like, oh, 
there are two sides to these things. And I think Dumbledore kind of alluded to it when he was like, hey, just chill out at this meeting. Like, don't act on it. Because he recognizes, like, they will take that and put it as, like, well, Aurors are really, you know, they're quick to give a killing curse. Which I was like, wow, the Aurors really are curse happy here. And that was a feeling I had just from that. But they just, they had, there was potential of this whole gray area of law enforcement. But they just, there was just too much. And I think you and I agree, there was too much in this movie. There were too many characters, too many relationships that nothing was given the service it deserved. It's not like every idea she introduced here was bad, but we didn't develop them all. There's a couple of things where, Okay, this movie takes place in 1927. Minerva McGonagall was born in 1935. So when he says, go with Professor McGonagall, um, my hope is that that's like her mom or something. But, uh, you know, there are things like that or, you know, the big reveal. She was definitely on the Quidditch team with uh, James Potter. Sue. Yeah. So there's there's little things where there's stuff that can be hand waved away. Um, in a future film, but there's other stuff where I'm I'm just not sure what the fucking point was. The Lestrange family tree. Why? Why did we go through this for the? I I get that it was a misdirect for the reveal at the end, but outside of the line about a phoenix, there was no breadcrumb to pick up on. There was no, especially given that we already know about Alvis Dumbledore's family, there was nothing to latch on to to give us any sort of reward for sitting through 20 minutes of either explanation or scenes directly involving the Lestrange family. Yeah, this was a really Lestrange movie. Get out. All right, so let's just talk about, let's start with characters, and then we'll talk about what we want to rewrite. Great. I mean, we got we to gotta edit for time, but still. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so let's talk about our, our put-down character, a character we just, we can't find good in. All right. I, I am really disappointed in Queenie, not because she went bad. She's a logical choice. It makes sense, given her situation. But because she got one scene and then a mental breakdown in the middle of Paris, which that girl lives in New York City. If hearing other people's thoughts was something she couldn't control, that would be the worst place to live. So that didn't make sense to me at all unless it's, you know, just give her a throwaway line. There's enough fucking explanations in this movie just falling out of people's mouths. Could have had her say, sometimes when I'm really upset, I just hear everybody all at once. Just have her say that. Yeah. You know, like, whatever. Like, it's a very Um, quick line that you could fix a lot of that with. Yeah. Um, And then she just goes with the first person who, like, stands over her with an umbrella who happens to be a cohort of Grindelwald. It just... It felt like she was someone that JK was like, oh, yeah, I got to have Queenie in this movie. Damn it. Um, It just didn't seem like she cared very much. And I think the 
I'm not crazy. Don't think I'm crazy. Don't call me crazy. And then when Jacob actually like calls her crazy to her face at the end would have worked a lot better if they had spent more than two seconds together in that movie. Yeah, I was we were just supposed to be like, oh, yeah, like, obviously, I, I saw the first movie, so I understand all of this stuff. But you need to, like, let us fall in love with that couple again for it to be heartbreaking. Especially since they're now a couple that's been a couple for a while, and I want to see them in conflict over the marriage thing. They both want to get married, but they want to be married in America, where they can't be married. So they're over here now. She cursed him to come or enchanted him to come over. That was such a good line. You don't have to enchant me. I'm already enchanted. That's... That was perfect. Let me see. Let me live in that relationship. Give us more Kowalski. Like, I felt like I loved him so much the first time, but I just felt like I wasn't given any time with him to be happy. He was, they were just like, oh, let's rest on our laurels when it comes to him because we already know everyone loves him. Yeah. But like, that doesn't mean you don't get to put in the work of a character. And it bums me out because I, I would have loved to say like, he's was my favorite character again. Like kind of that, that love for him has come through it didn't really like i didn't feel like i had time with him i mean i felt like half i felt like they're i felt like they none of them had time with each other so like the dynamics it. made no sense to me like dan fogler does great in the role and him and eddie redmayne are fun together but he had nothing to do but come along yeah it, you know, in the in the first movie, he did get just sort of swept up into the action, and he was kind of our portal into American wizarding culture a little bit more. In this one, we didn't get the chance for him to, like, help us explore French wizarding culture or really dig into the pure blood. Or a great use of him could have been, you know, I still don't understand why you people have to live in hiding. And then it could be like, well, Jacob, let me t- give you a quick history lesson on on wizarding folk. Like, yeah, if he's going to be along for the ride, make him a useful entry point into what is otherwise a pretty impenetrable mythology, especially at movie number 10. 10, yeah. You know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And especially when we're in uncharted territory where there isn't a book. Yeah, And from the first Fantastic Beast film to this Fantastic Beast film, if you're not a Potterhead, I could see this movie being extremely hard to follow and disappointing. Yeah, and I think they they had an attempt with the whole Nicola, Nicolas Flamel. They had yeah. an attempt. It, that scene just, like, did not work. It was useless. It um, was so... I mean, yeah. respect to Nicolas Flamel and all he has done for alchemy, but I just... Why? What? Why was he Save there? Save it. Save it for yeah. later. Save him I for don't book need it. three. For yeah. movie three. I don't need that. I didn't need that at all. And that him like randomly showing up at the end to prevent random blue dragon thing we don't understand. Like, I. What is happening? Uh, no clue. What is happening? No clue. All right. So uh. I will state my my negative character is the one, the only Eddie Redmayne, our main character, because. I uh, there was a gregariousness in the first movie that made his like his lack of eye contact super focused on creatures like it made it all make a bit more sense but he was there was none of that in this one 
And you would think when you're going to care, you're you're introducing characters that he's known for a long time, so there would be a certain level of comfort at least. So he would maybe break down a, a little bit of that like wall, like because I mean, if we're going on like he's on the spectrum, he would be more gregarious, more comfortable in those dynamics with his brother and and Lita, like they knew each other, and like though there may be some like weird family dynamics like that would be a time for him to shine as a character because he's not out of his element like that is very much his family yeah so yeah i just and like it's clear like they've been spending time together it's not the first time they were hanging out because there's that whole photo of them in the newspaper all together yeah i i think you can't I think that Newt comes across as someone who's very excitable about the things he's passionate about, and people either get swept up in that excitement with him, like his assistant hanging out at his place, um, or, and they find it very attractive that he's got so much passion about beasts, and he has so much compassion, and he cares, um, or it's off-putting and weird and for the people who love and care about him, for him to feel off-putting and weird around them, clearly there's baggage that needs to be unpacked. But again, we didn't have enough time in exactly. those relationships to explore. Like, uh, that could be where they're at right now, but I don't know why. I don't know. Like, yeah, I know they're exes, but there's, for all the expl- explanations that just flop out of mouths, again, there was not one. enough. And, yeah. like, they tried to make it this weird, ambiguous thing before Lita dies where she's like, I love you, just in the general direction. Of, of both of them standing there? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say about him is because so much of it goes into just, like, what I would rewrite about yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, let's talk about our – let's talk about the character we we disliked, but not because of the character, but because of the the choices with that character. Are wild cards, as it were. Yeah, but I was thinking first off the one that you, that you wanted to talk about specifically. Oh, of course. Yes. Um. So this was a character that was a pleasant surprise with a lot of potential, and I'm glad he'll be around. But Yusuf Kama, um, was really an interesting addition. Now, granted, all the Lestrange family tree shit, I I can take or leave, whatever. Don't give a shit. But him. Uh, being a wizard with a revenge quest, I love. I love that. I love having a wizard who's not from England or America. Um, and I and I enjoyed having someone involved in the story with their own motivations. Like he's in it for this very specific personal family grievance. He's not a ministry person. He's not some rando muggle pulled into it like Jacob. He's got his own purpose. Now, granted, that purpose is kind of gone because he knows that his brother is... Like, yeah, but then he said one only one of us can live. So I was just confused as to how they wanted to use him and what, they, what their ultimate goals for him are because he's still around. He's hanging out on that bridge at the end. So I was disappointed in where he went, but I did find him really fascinating. Yeah, his his brief moments were great, and and I, the, the parasite thing was a little weird, and but 
I, I think it was like one of those things where it's like, hey, he can, this show's like, they're, I feel like they're like, we just, we need another creature. Where do we put a creature? Exactly. In Yusuf's eye. Yeah, it feels like, again, the problem with the Fantastic Beast title is they're like, well, we got to deliver on the beast part. Yeah, there were just certain things where I'm like, what? Hmm. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I I, I really liked him. I, 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 it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But I think that is actually an overriding rewrite note I have. With this Fantastic Beasts title, adding you feel this like pressure to add more creatures. I think that whole world of his lab, his like his, I think it is a really cool thing, and it's fine, and it can be part of it without it being so heavy in Fantastic Beasts. We don't right. need it. It's unnecessary, especially when you have so much going on. Let me talk about my wild card. My Do wild it. card encountered probably the stupidest of the Fantastic Beasts, which were the library guards, which were the worst animated like cats I've ever seen. But uh, Lita Lestrange, interesting backstory, unnecessary to have all the school stuff. I mean, I think everyone, you know, had the the audible gasp of going back to Hogwarts for a hot second. It was right. it was nice to be back for a sec, but we don't need all, I and I think they like wanted I I feel like their backstory could have been spoken in a speech. Like even like that could have been a whole thing when Lita talks to Dumbledore talk about her backstory with Newt and then we understand and then we're done because like all the backstory stuff took took an unnecessary amount of time and it didn't really feel and it didn't really feel like it was helping with the story and that but then also the speech with Dumbledore felt odd and there was this odd level of animosity and so I was like okay but I think Zoe Kravitz did a really great job I think she was a really interesting character I think she her character sort of switched in a certain point where I wondered if there was like a scene that got taken out because she went from like very like nice sweet to like mm-hmm. talking about how she was a wicked child. And so it was like, well, it's clear you have a lot of e- issues with yourself, but like what where did that come from? And then you don't I, even find wh- out you until wanted the to very give her ther- you wanted to give her therapy. You wanted to be like, where where does that where's that coming from, Lita? Let's talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think she was a really interesting and complex character. And I think like her anger is was was interesting. I just felt like it was directed in odd moments. Um, but yeah. so, yeah, so she's my wild card. Um, who just really made you happy? Or did anyone make you happy, Dan? Can anything make you happy? Jude Law's performance made me happy, but mm-hmm. my character that I was actually very pleasantly surprised with was Grindelwald, was Johnny Depp's performance as Grindelwald. Because while they gave him those mustache twirly moments of like throwing his pet out and uh, uh, letting the baby get killed and just like murdering that family and taking their house um his his yeah right his 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 plan was overcomplicated, but we didn't see him enacting that much of the plan except for the one time when he saw, saw credence and was like hey remember me his plan was kind of dumb, but that final speech where he was addressing all the assembled wizards and the Aurors just handed him the evidence that he needed to make his case, he was very specific in his language. Not so much Voldemorty of just like 
returning to the natural order, but just saying in pursuit of freedom and wanting a better world where we don't have to live in hiding, like challenging the current order of things in a way that was very calculated and very specific. And he reminded me of Jordan Peterson, the, yeah, the patron saint of uh, the patriarchy, you know, 12, 12 rules for life, an antidote to chaos, where he can couch pretty regressive patriarchal hyper-masculine shit in practical advice for a happy life and enough true philosophy, enough actual fact that you can hide and obscure your greater motives and your and kind of the fucked up nature of what you're actually describing, what you're really talking about. That's who I I was worried it was gonna be really Trumpy or really Hitlery, but I was like, no, it's Jor it's Jordan Peterson. That's who he's being. And that I thought was a brilliant direction to take the character. And part of it is the writing. Kudos where where deserved. That's a great speech she wrote. And it's partially uh, the performance. And I thought Grindelwald in that last third of the movie was a, uh, started down the path to becoming a great villain. All right. Uh, no, I agree the writing was great. And I think that made for something there. I wish the writing had there had been that substantial in other moments, but we take what we're given. Um, and for me, though not given a lot, I still think Ezra Miller makes the most of a role. I think he was consistent with Credence. Mm -hmm. I think him having a friend was nice, although I felt like I we have notes for her anyway. Uh, it didn't. <laughs> The, the dynamic in their relationship was a little confusing, and I think having her there that whole time, I thought there should have been more pullback um, yeah. with the end decision to go with him, to go with Grindelwald, but there wasn't. And um, so I feel like uh, having her there then didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, but and, yeah, I and think. Why Nagini? Yeah. Why, why Nagini? <laughs> I think it would have been cool if she was maybe someone he comes up across at some point, maybe later on, as he's having this come to find your own identity moment. Um, yeah. Um, and I think his his twist was interesting. I think he's he's an interesting character, and I think he's really he internalizes a lot of things, and so I think that made him interesting. I just wish they had given him more, because yeah. uh, I feel like he ends up being one note because of it. Yeah, it's it's uh, he's kind of, he is written into a corner with like he's barely at the circus before he's like, all right, we're gonna burn this down and move on to my next scene. Mm -hmm. It's very true. So I think there were some interesting things that were done, some interesting characters, some interesting invites, but uh, uh, some interesting introductions. But I think in general, we both probably can agree, like, a big rewrite would be too many. Too many of all these things. Yeah. Like, you have this character of Nagini who's, like, an interesting character, but, like, you're not giving her anything, and so then she's not that interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't... If you want, over the next four films, for her to 
slowly transform and get stuck uh great i guess but i don't really care like it i don't I, she's kind of on the good guy's side right now so maybe she'll get a big transformative moment but well anyway. maybe like a maledict just by nature like their anger kind of takes over yeah who knows i mean it, it's an interesting piece of mythology but that's kind of all it is right now but yeah i think we both definitely have have rewrites we have moments we have things we have thoughts what outside of too many characters who would you where would you like to focus to rewrite so i think a big thing for me as far as the rewrites go uh is to maybe not focus as much on the uh the animals uh, even though it is a fantastic beast thing i think that by nature this is a much more relationship driven i think if we're gonna focus on this whole lestrange line thing then yeah let's focus on those characters let's kill the ba the flashbacks and just make a backstory in that conversation with Dumbledore and then let's let's cut like all the Queenie stuff and sit and just do and just show development of her and Kowalski's relationship her anger about them not being able to get married and then start teasing that maybe she starts thinking more about going towards Grindelwald's side after that whole scene and the speech and so there's sort of a question about it and she's more hesitant and like let that be a slow thing that we wonder about and maybe approach that in the third movie um because it just doesn't really make sense as far as that goes i think we need to have more time with her have more time with jacob for that to feel like a thing not maybe just like cut out the whole weird passive aggressive tina new dynamic and just have it be that they're they're excited to be back in a team because like you there's enough obstacles we don't need this like one misunderstanding to be another obstacle it Newt's was silly social anxiety is obstacle enough like yeah. if you're going to have a character who you're portraying as essentially on the spectrum in a pretty noticeable way let that be like relationships aren't seem naturally hard for him you don't need to manufacture drama around it like the whole salamander eye thing was a great great bit of like him being in his own head and jacob trying to coach him and like that worked that was good character work and then the fact that tina is okay with the fact that he compares her eyes to a salamander shows why they would work and you can start to build the breadcrumbs that way yeah i totally agree I'm going to take a slightly different approach to my rewrites. If you take for granted that this is a fantastic Beast movie, let's use that. Let's have... We already had Newt call Dumbledore out on the fact that he sent him to America with the Thunderbird because he knew he'd get sidetracked by this Maledictus that he'd heard about, or this Obscurial, pardon me. If that's the case, if Dumbledore's being the puppet mastery string puller, let's have that be the reason Newt keeps getting into troubles. He goes to investigate beastly things, and it's either he's been set up by Dumbledore to get pulled into this conflict, or that eventually it's, it's, it is his cover, that Newt is willingly going to participate in this wizard war 
under the cover of, oh no, I'm just a magical zoologist. I'm a researcher. I'm not actually an agent of Dumbledore. What are you talking about? Like that, I find compelling and interesting and could still justify doing the whole beastly thing. So I would show the escape scene in a little better color, but then I would cut to the circus, have the circus be in London and have Newt trying to free a circus animal. And he's been tipped off about this circus. Maybe it's illegal or maybe they have questionable practices by Dumbledore again. And he's like, all right, this better not be a trick this time. And he goes, and Credence is there. And he's like, God damn it, Dumbledore, you tricked me into doing this again. Um, but have have him, like Newt would be appalled by that circus. That would drive him up the wall, but he never got to see it. Yeah. And that was such a, that was such an obvious place where I was like, oh, him and Tina are going to run into each other at the circus. No, that could have like you could have had a 20 minute circus scene that would have built character and relationships. And they both were there for different reasons. Exactly. And then have it all kind of convalesce. And then but then the circus gets away and they have to then figure out a way to get Newt out of the country so they can go after the circus. And along the way, I'd probably like. You could explore more the idea of found family mm-hmm. in the circus. And he, you know, Credence joined up with this circus to eventually get to Paris because he didn't have the money, but he knew that's where they were going. And he's been putting up with the bullshit at this circus long enough just to get there with them. And you can justify a lot more of what's going on because he knows that's where he's adopted from, right? That he's got that paperwork somehow whatever um which then again brings up the problem of him being if he is a if he's Dumbledore's brother (laughs) why adopted in Paris I would love it if in a future film we see the fact that he was not um Dumbledore's brother but maybe he's Dumbledore's nephew that he's the sister's kid although she died too young she did die pretty young but you can fudge that a little bit, because, I mean, her her father went to Azkaban for attacking three muggles who attacked her, and then she quit doing magic. If she died at 15 or 14 in childbirth, you know, it, or, or if she had a kid right before because she wasn't just, uh, you know, traditionally attacked, she was sexually attacked by those kids, like... There's a there's a way to hint at that and maybe make that the true relationship. But he, when he call, says, you know, your brother, Albus Dumbledore, I was like, oh, God damn it. he never said specifically it was Albus, though. He just said your brother. Mm, he did and say Albus, your brother. And Albus has two. Uh, he has another. He has a brother. Yes, he does have a brother. So, I mean, why would it be like, I don't know, one of your brothers or I don't know. I don't know. It makes me question, like, maybe he's maybe he's a cousin. Or, yeah, or lying to Credence entirely. Yeah. Who knows? Who um, knows? But, yeah, I would, my major rewrite is let's spend more time at the circus. Let's have, just focus on our relationships from the first film with maybe the introduction of Lita Lestrange as an Auror assigned to the case. And that's a complication. She's a British Auror investigating. Um, and maybe she's on a much more militant, we need to kill Credence path, and Tina's on a much more compassionate path, and Newt is torn in between them. Because, like, do that. Yeah, yeah. no, I think that's perfect. I love that. 
Dan, you've got the job. You're doing this rewrite. <laughs> Stop. But but I think the most important rewrite is, what would the title be? My title for this film is Fantastic Beasts, Credence Pure Blood Revival. And my rewrite is, we need to talk about Aurelius. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you know. Gotta. I like that. Give props to Ezra Miller's other fa- films. Speaking of rewrites, how's your NaNoWriMo going? Terribly. I, I started one novel, did uh, 5,000 pages, decided I didn't want to do that one. Um, 5,000 pages, 5,000 words. And then uh, started doing another novel and then abandoned that to work on a script. So I'm writing, but I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. How's yours? Similar. Um, yeah, I started it. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. It's, it's going to happen. Um, but the, uh, then also it's just been really crazy, a really crazy month for me so far. And so I've not, I've stuck with it, not getting as much consistent reading or as much consistent writing as I would like. Particularly, I would have liked to write a lot more this week. It did not happen. Hopefully because I am going to be on vacation Starting on Wednesday, I'm going to just really, like, do a lot of that. Fair enough. What would you like our next movie to be? Mm, we could do Bohemian Rhapsody, I suppose. Yeah, we could circle back if we like. Um, yeah, that or Ralph Wrecks the Internet. I mean, we're for sure doing Into the Spider-Verse, but that doesn't yes. come out till December 14th. So. Yeah, we could do Ralph Breaks the Internet. I like that. All right. Well, we'll see you back here for Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um... All right, well, keep on writing. Yep, and clap slowly. A Secret Weapon Production.